I'm Cynthia Barnett. I'm a longtime environmental reporter specializing in water, and I started my career as, you know, the everyday newspaper reporter and magazine reporter covering everything. And over time, um, I sort of became a stealth environmental reporter. I was with a business magazine for 15 years, and working in Florida seems as if every story I wrote began to center on the environment and then water. SEJ was incredibly valuable to me, both when I was first getting started and in recent years as I transitioned from daily and then monthly journalism to writing books. Some people would remember me telling the story in SEJ Journal about member Bill Souter uh, really, really helping me with this most recent book book contract for RAIN. I was getting rejection after rejection after rejection. Bill Souter heard me talking about the book at our conference in Lubbock on the book author panel that centered around Rachel Carson. He went back home, told his editor at Crown about me, And the next thing I knew, she was calling um, my agent and asking to see a copy of my proposal, which never happens. And she bought it right away, which never happens. And well, the two really big things that happened that I never expected in a million years, uh, one was being nominated for the National Book Award. So I was what's known as long-listed, that is um, the 10 finalist for the National Book Award, and I didn't make it into the final five, but it was an enormous honor to be nominated. And um, there were also other environmental books, which I think is a great sign for environmental book authors in SEJ. One of my fellow nominees was Cy Montgomery, who wrote The Soul of an Octopus, which was one of my favorite books. Last year, she really, really deserved the recognition she got. Um, Cy did make it to the final five. So I think that says a lot about the, you know, the great interest and demand for environmental books that we're seeing right now. The other great thing that happened was that Lane was nominated for the Penn E.O. Wilson Award for Literary Science Writing. So in that, in that too, I was in the top 10 and in the uh, final five. And that ceremony will be on uh, April 11th, Monday, April 11th in New York. So my husband and I are going and taking our kids, you know, to just celebrate this, whether or not the book ends up winning. And and the beautiful thing about the E.O. Wilson Awards, too, is that there were several environmental books, um, both in the top 10 and in the top five. I think that's a really good sign. Today, um, the Florida Book Awards were announced and Rain won the gold medal for general nonfiction. And again, in that in that contest, fellow environmental writer Susan Cerulean won in the Florida nonfiction category. She won the gold medal in the Florida nonfiction category for her book Coming to Pass, 
which is a beautiful book on Florida's uh, coastal gulf barrier islands in an era of climate change. And then our fellow environmental writer, Nick Stoltzfus, won in the visual category for his book of, of photography and prose on the um, Dune Lakes, this really unusual ecosystem called the Dune Lakes in the Florida Panhandle. So, you know, the interesting thing that ties together all these awards is that environmental books are really capturing a lot of the awards. So that's that's pretty interesting, and I would say different than when I first started writing environmental books. My advice would probably begin with the storytelling. That's something we're already good at. It's something we know how to do. We know how to take really complex environmental and public health issues and break them down for a general reader. And that's also what you'll do in your book and in your book proposal. So the keys, I think, to a book proposal are things we really already have as environmental journalists, and that includes that ability to translate. Um, It's having a very, very new idea, not necessarily a new topic, but a new idea, a twist, a new way of looking at it. And then the third thing publishers are looking for is your what they call your platform. So this is your authority why are you the best person to tell this story? And again, I think as environmental reporters, we already have that platform that publishers are looking for. We are the best writers to tackle climate change, to tackle water, to tackle pollution, because we have built our expertise over these years. And so um, those are, those are three things I think the publishers are really looking for. And also, I would, I would encourage you to ask for help from, from me and from the other authors in SEJ. I, I feel that we have a really generous community of, of journalists and authors in SEJ. Um, like I said, I've gotten a lot of help from Bill Souter. I've been very inspired by Dan Fagan um, other other fellow authors over the years, when I've asked a dumb question or a good question on the listserv, they're always there to answer. Someone even, for my first uh, book, someone even sent me their contract so that I could see um, what in the hell I should be doing. And um, it was just great. When you're, when you're just starting out, it's great to have someone who can answer those questions. And I think that um, fellow SEJ members are really there to do that. And so I really attribute so much to SEJ. And even even now, I'm conceiving my next book. I'm, I'm really thinking all the time about my fourth book. And um, I, heard, I heard Dan Fagan speak the other night about his approach to Tom's River and uh, using something small, a, a microcosm, to write about something really big. And, and he uh, really, really inspires me, as do so many other people I've met in SDJ. It's my tribe. 